What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Now, let it be known, I don't recall a lot of this conversation because it was last year and I didn't forget that we recorded it, but I also forgot to release it. So now it's out. May this be a gift to you. May this may, maybe there's like some keynotes of takeaways, but let you be entertained at the very least. Enjoy today's episode on how we would survive a zombie apocalypse. Enjoy the show. So Shane, go ahead and say hello. Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Shane. On to the neighbors. Hello, I'm Becky. And I am Scott. Okay, so let's get going. I think it only makes sense for me to lead to the guy with the entire sleeve of zombies on his arm. Shane, don't run off for like 20 minutes with this. I, he has a stack. There's like 20 pieces of printed paper in front of him. So we're going to try and keep this as short as possible, but go ahead. Wait. Before we start, we need to talk about what kind of zombies we're talking about so that we all agree on it. Okay. I didn't realize there was different types of zombies. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some that, that run. There's some that just saunter around. Can we just do walking dead zombies? But I mean, which, which season? type? Yeah. Season one, they, they were interacting they and stuff. They, and okay, so... Um, let's say they're slow-moving zombies. Okay. It's a virus. Okay. If you get bit, you turn into one. Can they open okay. doors? They can open doors, and they Start are drawn to large crowds. Okay. okay. I feel like this... You're. Do you want to change something about this is, that? Well, this is a brand new... I've never seen some that are slow-moving and can open doors. But they would just break them down if they couldn't open them. I don't understand how that changes your plan. It does. Do you have super doorknobs? Okay. Yeah. We're going to just like not know that part about the zombies because I don't, I, we could get stuck on doorknobs for five minutes and I need to keep this to like a 45 minute podcast. Well, I, there's, you've already put me up to this challenge. Okay, I've never okay. had three Round doorknob or one. like the, the no, lever no door, type? No doorknobs. We're done with the doorknobs. Okay. If you want them to not be able to open doorknobs, I am fine with that. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, but here's the I thing. I feel like your plan should be flexible enough to handle either doorknob scenario. <gasps> well, I need oh, to establish. We don't know what kind of zombies we're coming into. I need to. I need to stop. Like, because there's that That's one type point. with like the thumb thing, and almost nobody can open those anyways. So, really, yeah. Wow. You know what? We're just going. We're going with those. The 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 thumb type like handle ones. If you okay. need to cut this out, that's fine. So for the record, the zombies are slow moving. It's a virus. They cannot open doors. And if they bite you, you're getting it. Okay. Does, does everybody have the virus? Is it already in us? Like, or is it like in, like in the, the Walking world? Dead? Doesn't matter. You don't have to get bit. If you die, you become a zombie. No, this is a new virus that is transmitted from bites. Okay. Only not, bites. A, not a latent virus that's in human bodies. No. Okay. Okay, so before we get into yours and your stack of paper, and I know Scott has a big one too, I actually changed my mind and I think Becky and I should go first. Oh, okay. Because I, I just feel like once they add their plans in, ours might change. And I think that as the least prepared, as we both just admitted to Googling about five minutes ago what we would do in a zombie apocalypse, I personally have a plan, came to me in a dream. What is it? I'm going to an island. Okay, that's Guelph one of Lake the questions. Is right there. Guelph Lake is right there. So even if it happened really fast, we could get to an island area. I understand that zombies can still float towards you, but I do feel like with nets and with a, like, it just minimizes the amount of risk there. And I feel like we would have a lot more time and warning if anything was sneaking up. It'd be hard for like boats to sneak up, especially if we created some sorts of boundaries. Beyond that, I also like from a practical standpoint, I think I'd really keep up on breastfeeding because I feel like then I have like antibodies to nourish. You could nourish me. us. Yeah. We'd all have to get on board with that. But that is like my secondary plan. And that's literally my entire plan is to get to the island. The guys That's are, the whole thing. That's the whole thing. This would be a bad time to point out that Guelph Lake doesn't have an island. It has a peninsula. It says the island though. Oh, it's no. a lie. But but also Okay, though, but they do have little they've got little islands. But I'm if there sure. if there was an island. Yeah. And people knew you were on the island. Yeah. You are stuck on the island if people want you to be. Who's people? It's I the other think, survivors. I didn't think about food. Other survivors are going to be like need to think about looting food. each other. The and... island is a vibe. There's <laughs> breast milk flowing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, people can can't forage. even have a protest without we can, looting. We could forage. But an island. It could be any island. Maybe you yeah. travel a little bit further and find a delightful island that is perfect in every way. So my dream, if I'm going to be completely honest, was that it was actually Bachelor in Paradise being filmed on an island. And I was like a producer on the show or something. I was somehow there. And then all of a sudden in the midst of it, a zombie apocalypse began. And the the dead bodies that were becoming zombies were floating into Bachelor in Paradise. And that became part of like how they interacted with each other and whether they you know, whether the men like threw the women in front of them or whether they became protector modes, it became like an element in Bachelor in Paradise. Sounds really sexist. Well, I, wait till you hear my plan. Okay, let's go to Becky's plan because obviously mine's probably not the best, but as far as I've thought. I didn't Google. I am a procrastinator. I put no thought into this, but immediately my mind went to sexism. <laughs> I am going to embrace sexism. I am going to go full on sexism. I will follow my husband's lead and just sexism <laughs> down on the road. I always That's like my plan. To, I always like to think that I'm not into gender roles until like it snows once. And then I'm like, I'm so into gender roles. Please shovel the driveway. Not Who's going to clean off the car? Yeah. So 100% when it comes to the zombie apocalypse, like I have no, I have no way of doing this. And I'll be honest, like my island plan, Shane 
Dean's already rolling his eyes beside me. I can see Scott out of the corner of my eye. They're already ready to abandon. Well, and I know all the women who are like super capable are probably hating me right now, but I know myself. I'm not super capable. You fell for the first time this weekend. I did. I fell off a chair. It hurt, but I'm going to go sexism. Yeah, I'm embracing it. I like it. All right, Shane, you've got your stack of paper. I will, before we get in, the two of you, the only time you've almost gotten in a fight was over what you would do at the end of the world. So please keep it calm. Keep it cool. I don't think we ever got in a fight. I think we had a- Becky and I remember it differently. I I think we had a healthy discussion. I think we still disagree. And this is going to highlight some of those disagreements. All right. All right. So I have the CDC's uh, recommendation for a zombie apocalypse in front of me. Okay. But how does the CDC, which is a like the Center for Disease Control and Mm -hmm. Prevention. We've already established that this is a virus. Yeah. But so why? It's a disease. But is this not like a legit website? Yeah. And zombies don't aren't real. Well, yeah, but it's actually a really good exercise for people to be yeah. prepared for because it gives them something That's exactly that they what can't be really anxious about, but it encourages preparedness. It was a tongue-in-cheek okay. uh, blog about okay. using zombies, but applies to many situations. And yet you've printed off the entire thing. Well, there's actually only a couple Part pages of, of that. There's a, there's a lot of other documentation in here because in a post-apocalyptic zombie nightmare... We are not going to have access to the internet. So if you don't have all of your data on paper. I have Wikipedia zip filed on my PC. I've actually prepared for that. You know what they don't have on Wikipedia? Is how to make black powder, which I do have in here. But wait, wait, wait. Scott, I already found a flaw in your plan. What if we don't have electricity? Oh, I've got a plan for that too. Okay. Let's go, Shane. Let's go. Okay. So tell me your plan. Or this isn't your plan. This is CDC. Well, so so my plan is highly based on this, but okay. not, number one thing, I'm going north. I'm going to a way less population dense area. I'm talking like Wawa North. Wawa has an abundance of natural resources. Early on, you can you, you know you can go around scavenging and getting food, but eventually you're gonna have to rely on nature for mm-hmm. food. There's hundreds of lakes in Wawa. There's tons of foliage. Zombies are not going to survive well in a in a cold climate. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to Wawa. Then, yeah, once they would freeze, wouldn't that kind of be the end of the apocalypse? Well, so there's two schools of thoughts on that, according to my research. The first camp thinks that they will freeze and then they will just cease to operate and die, or the second camp thinks that they will thaw in the spring. But either way, in Canada, we've got about four months of zombie-free season once mm, they start freezing. Okay. Okay. So based on that, I mean, going through the CDC's guidelines, you know, all the normal survival kind of things, you know, establish uh, shelter first, water source, then food, like in that order. We were talking about defenses in here as well because it's zombies. So, you know. It's zombies. It's also people. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost more so people. turn into zombies. So people are your biggest thing to worry about. But hopefully not everybody's thinking of going to Wawa. You know what? I'm changing it because I don't want everybody to go to Wawa. I'm going to Petawawa. It's way farther north. Yeah, everybody go to Petawawa. There's polar bears, though. My plan was Chaplow, so not Wawa. That's pretty Chaplow close. is pretty close. Yep. The non-Canadian listeners of this show right now are having a moment. <laughs> These are real Canadian places we're talking about here. Stop in at Robin's Donuts. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, not during a zombie apocalypse. Well, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to Wawa. I'm getting, I'm establishing shelter. I'll probably build many shelters 
I'm going to use like a survivalist guide to, you know, set up traps and, and, you know, set up various shelters. So if you ever have to flee because of, you know, mostly people, I mean, mm. you're not going to flee from zombies and go to another shelter. You're going to flee from people, go to another shelter. I'm also going to establish multiple points throughout the forest, the vast forest around the area with different, you know, supplies early on white rice, sugar, things that'll keep for a long period of time. You know, they don't really go bad. In your scenario, are kids with us as well? I mean, it covers that. Them? Like, do you, do you tell them what's going on? Are you giving them rules? I, f- I feel like if you're raising your children right, they already are prepared for a zombie apocalypse. Well, I've raised them all wrong, <laughs> is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, like, they, I think they have good survival skills. I yeah. shared my plan with Reed earlier this week, uh, our son, and he was like, yeah, I think you got a good plan. Here's a few things that I would add to that. And I was like, good. Yeah, you're on the right, you're on the right path. We did well. Okay. Okay. And then, and then weapons wise, which, you know, a necessity, a zombie apocalypse, I'm going bow because I already have one. So compound bow. Okay. Unlimited ammo. Basically you can make arrows. Yep. Quiet. So that's not going to attract zombies, but also a firearm because, you know, while it's good, it's quiet, unlimited ammo. It's not fast, Mm. especially with something like a, a crossbow. Crossbows are the Easiest thing to aim, very slow to, to reload. So I'm, I'm saying firearm for fast emergency situations, but overall compound like bow. Well, I mean. I'd like to survive without them. I know that's a big contention but for us, but that's how I feel. You're, and I was, You're trying I, to survive on an island that doesn't exist. With, I, with pen- weapons that don't exist. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's on the peninsula with her slingshot. <laughs> And my breast milk. Don't leave me out. Bartering I'm breast milk the- with the, with the, with the other have, with the if, other communities. What if the breast milk has the antibodies? Well, then, then you've then you've basically saved humanity. Or I'll be kidnapped. That's scary. Why would they kidnap? Why wouldn't they want? Because I have the source of saving humanity. Right. Why would anybody kidnap you? Why would? Because then I would have to be in like a in like a bartered trade. Well, everyone could just but you suckle have- at your teeth. No. They're going to milk her. Oh, no. This <laughs> is taking a turn. Like, that's what I was leading to. Yeah, like on Mad Max? Yes. Right. You don't, wanna ha- you want, you don't want people to know that you have the antibodies. But you're going to do that anyways. I would do it, but, I mean, there's lots of people in the world, and there's only so many, you know? Oh, let's not go down this road. I don't want to go down that road. No. It's very, um, what's that show called that's really horrible, and they dress in red? Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's Tale, where there's only the women who can, like, save the world, and so then they're all taken. I don't want to do that. For the record, I want no one coming anywhere near my nipples during this (laughs) zombie apocalypse. I have no milk for anyone. I just want to put that out there. There you go. Okay. Is that the end of your plan? Can we move to Scott's? I mean, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more, but... I have a lot of documentation here. We do have some question and answers that came in from... I'll I'll, I'll pass it off to Scott. I mean... Like I said, I do have a recipe for black powder that you can make without what, any... What is black powder? It's the main ingredient in gunpowder. If you're going to restock your guns or Shane's revolver that he's uh, carrying along with his bow... Okay. Probably something more readily available than a revolver, but... Shane's going to need to <laughs> refill the bullets with gunpowder, so he's making his own. Yeah. But you'd have to have the shells. Well, yeah. Those are pretty easy to come by, especially when okay. people are unloading on zombies constantly. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay, so a lot of overlap in the plans. North is the way to go. Zombies okay. will freeze. I think it's important. 
I actually think my plan starts before the zombie apocalypse because so unless the zombie apocalypse were to start right here in Guelph, I think, you know, based on the current situation in the world, mm. you'd hear news stories, you'd hear things happening, mm-hmm. start stocking up. Primarily, I'd be looking for toilet paper, painkillers and tampons. I would I would just throw it out there. Learn how to use one of those like jug bidet things. Toilet paper becomes an issue. Okay. But like Becky said that she will give up on the world if she doesn't have feminine hygiene products. And so a large part of my plan is making sure that Becky survives along with me. So you can make those out of hair. I'm not doing that. (laughs) There's a lot of pharmacies that I can raid. There's a lot of stores that we can break into once the, once people have given up on things, I'm going, I'm going for all the Tampax. That's what I'm, that's what I'm clearing out. Tampax and Tylenol. Great moment to be, if you're a menstrual cup user, no tampons needed. Let me say if the menstrual cup users are screaming right now. I know it doesn't work for you. Thank you. My vagina rejects it. Yeah, it does. It pushes it right out. Anyway. So then we're going north. First stop is actually probably my brother's house because he's got lots of forest. He's got running water. Mm. He's got lots of weapons, mm-hmm. including bows and crossbows. Not in a creepy way. His brother's not creepy. They're for hunting. Yes. But it's a safe place. Lots of fields around. It's a good line of sight. Okay. Running water so we can set up a water wheel, which mm. will be able What's to- a water wheel? The river just spins it, and then you can turn that into electricity. It's a source of power, like yeah. eventually, oh, or, or locomotion. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. So again, we're making electricity. We're Irrigation. Hooking up the, we're hooking up the generators or any alternators from cars. We can make DC okay. power out of this, so we can keep freezers going, store food. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be important. Running water, running toilets. It's all well serviced, so we would we'd have good water. It's a little close, if I'm honest, to to some population. Mm. It, it'd really be a good place to maybe winter through again. But then you go. I'm, I'm with Shane. Like something Chapleau, further north even, Thunder Bay. I feel like we're lacking a lot of some really key things. Like what are we doing for vehicles? What are we doing for mm. gas? And what are we doing for like flashlights and batteries? Like that that wasn't a part of your plans. Either have, one of you has have, said anything. They have flashlights. Like I have. You have like the I crank? Have, I have a ton of stuff in the garage from camping, crank flashlights doesn't shane also have solar the brightest flashlight in the world it's true and it's and it's led and it gets, isn't that just going to attract more zombies well i mean uh, not, it, it has multiple dinosaurs. it has multiple modes it has multiple modes okay you know anyways yeah. i'm gonna let you finish before yeah. i i yeah. got okay. some another part of the plan my brothers live close to my parents and dad's got a bunch of cool old trucks that are really simple service Run on diesel fuel, which okay. means they can be converted to run on vegetable oil, Ooh. which means it's sustainable. You can keep driving them. And they're trucks, so you're not like exposed to the elements. You don't have Assuming you like can in. keep getting vegetable oil. You're going to grow crops. You're not just going to give up on society. How do you how do you oil a vegetable? You crush the seeds and it turns into oil. And the oil burns in the engine. Yes. Look it up. Along with your CDC research, you should be I'm just, researching I'm just saying, sources. does that not require like industrial equipment? No, it's just a press. Okay. Anything that you could press together. Doesn't that just juice it? That's vegetable oil. Isn't oil and water different though? This is vegetable seeds, not vegetable, like full grown vegetables. So it's like the seeds of the pepper. Yes. And you juice them. You dry them and then you crush them and that's oil. I do have more bits, but we'll, we'll cover that in Q&A. Okay. Just one, one contingency though that I want to add. Mm. It's very highly likely that in a zombie apocalypse... Something nuclear will explode, either because A, nobody's in charge of nuclear weapons or watching those, or B, someone's going to launch them to try to wipe out the zombies. So 
won't be a can-do nuclear reactor because the ones in Canada turn themselves off if no one is maintaining them. I've also looked into that. That's a good point. What, is there anything you can do for nuclear? Can you like go underground or? Three and a half feet. Um, oh, well, solar basement will work, right? Well, no, because the actual floor isn't, like it has to be three and, three and a half oh. feet under packed dirt. The halving thickness of packed dirt is four inches, approximately four and a half inches. So to to get it down to about a thousandth of the radioactive levels, you need to go to three and a half feet. So our cold solar wouldn't do anything? I mean, if we surrounded it by packed dirt, so would we have to build a bunker wherever we go? It really depends on whether or not uh, a nuclear event occurred. I don't feel like we have time to prepare for that. When I found out about the brand Slumberkins, I immediately fell in love. I think I texted my friend and was like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this brand. They're so amazing. Slumberkins is an emotional wellness company focused on raising the next generation of caring, confident, and resilient children. Each collection teaches a set of skills like self-esteem, stress relief, authenticity, growth mindset, and more. We move beyond sort of flashcards of letters and colors and math, science. This is a totally different type of skill set. I just love it so much. They have creature collections that are full of snuggly creatures, positive affirmations, and books that teach age-appropriate, tangible lessons in a way that kids understand. It was created by a therapist and an educator, and Slumberkin Stories use therapeutic techniques to help children master social-emotional skills, created by moms for moms and trusted by thousands. Slumberkin provides tools to teach children how to understand and support their emotions. Each little creature has a different thing that you, they can master through. So for example, I'll say the three that we chose, Hammerhead, which is for conflict resolution. There is Sprite, which is for grief and loss. And there's Lynx for self-expression. These snuggly creatures and their board books are perfect for children ages zero through eight. And they're designed to set emotional wellness foundations for any family. Learning about emotions has never been more fun and approachable. Right now, you can check out Slumberkins at slumberkins.com to learn more. And use code PAPAYA at checkout for 15% off your first order. That's slumber, S-L-U-M-B-E-R, kins, K-I-N-S, dot com. And use code PAPAYA at checkout for 15% off your first order. Once you see the little faces on these creatures and learn what this brand is all about, you're going to fall in love with them just as much as I have. For years, whenever I'm asked what are my number one beauty tips is, it's this night serum from Fickle Beauty. Now, while that is like the standalone favorite product, I use so many of their products and I have been for years and years. Let me tell you a little bit more about them because Fit Glow Beauty is an all natural dermatologist tested plant-based skincare and makeup brand that believes you should not sacrifice performance for effortless beauty. All their products, listen to this, including makeup are made with science-backed skincare formulas to help target your skin concerns naturally and with zero harsh chemicals. I need you to just absorb what that means for a second. It means that while you're wearing your makeup, it actually has skincare going to work on your skin as well. Whether it is your mascara for your lashes, whether it is your lip gloss for your lips, it is unreal. They have so many incredible things as well. There's so much more than just makeup. The brand is vegan, cruelty-free, silicone-free, paraben-free, and gluten-free. It's women-owned and women-led, and it's a brand that believes that beauty should be uncomplicated. 
They also donate to charities like Save the Manatee Foundation, Arbor Day Foundation, Style Saves, and various women's shelters across South Florida where their headquarters are. The brand's 2030 mission is effortless beauty built for a sustainable future, where by 2030, the brand plans to reduce its CO2 emissions and carbon footprint with forever recyclable aluminum packaging, innovative refillable formulas to reduce product waste, and is dedicated to turning trash into beauty with PCR and sugarcane packaging. They are truly ahead of the curve. Visit ficklebeauty.com, use code TBP17 for 20% off site-wide. And trust me on that night lip serum, you will thank me later. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay, we've got questions. How did, first of all, how did you get, where did these questions come from? Fully from my mind because oh, I am a genius. I thought they were audience questions. They were, but I would okay. like to take credit for all of them. <laughs> no, a bunch of people asked really, really smart questions. Okay. So if the zombie apocalypse is, or apocalypse is here, five people you can have on your team, but you can't pick like family and be like, I want to save my children. Forget the children. Mm. Five people you want on your team. Like, can they be celebrities? Yeah, it can be a celebrity. It can be a survivalist. It could be anyone. Well, I definitely want The Rock. I don't know why. He's just, maybe because I watched a movie with him today, but that's one of mine. I feel like he could do some cool stuff. I don't have answers for the other ones. I don't know any survivalists. Bear that's Griffin. Fine. Bear Griffin. What is his name? Bear, Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. I feel like he's a survivor guy. Yeah, right? yeah that's a good one. Maybe Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor. <laughs> I don't he know. would just be narrating everything you did. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and you'd Zombie get, vo- tribe has you'd get voted off your own island. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Probably. <laughs> uh, I don't have. I don't have a team build. I'm gonna go with Shane for sure because I feel like he cares about me enough to no. make sure that he saves me. From you the- can't pick <gasps> Shane. Family. Oh, not on the list. Can I pick Scott? That's a friend. What about Brittany? I don't, I feel like I would feel responsible for her. And if anything ever happened to Brittany in my care on my team that I recruited her for, I would feel so horrible. But that's noble because you're preserving like the artistic history of humanity. That means so much to me that you said that. Okay. Side, like just a little side note to this. I genuinely thought that so many people had a hard time admitting, do I have something in my teeth? That I thought Shane was just one of these people that just would never admit to liking certain kinds of music. You know how they come on the radio. I'm like, how do you not like this song? And I was like, do you at least like, would you like by yourself, like singing in the shower? Does it sound like utter garbage to you? And he's like, no, I honestly just sounds like garbage. He, he doesn't like it. I just thought it was always a, it's a not level. Gar- it doesn't sound like garbage. I'm not saying about Britney specifically, just like my taste in music versus yours, but you don't enjoy it at all. Just I, like I don't enjoy it. I would equate it to any, any other type of art. Certain types of art appeal to people and certain types don't, right? Like there's certain pa- people who would look at like Whistler's mother and be like, oh, this is a boring ass painting and other people are like, oh, this is worth millions of dollars. Mm, We're getting pretty fair. far afield here. I don't think yeah. the zombies care much for any form of I art. I know, but in We're terms preserving of- history, sir. Okay, Shane, history. who are your five people? Okay, so I would probably, if I'm going with like celebrity survivalists, I would I would agree Bear Grylls would be a good one. So I would, I'd say Bear Grylls. I'd probably oh, say right. uh, a man tracker. That's a good one. Yeah, he's got a horse too, so that can come in handy. <laughs> who else? Uh, 
maybe some type of military person, a high-ranking military person, because mm-hmm. they probably have a lot of survival skills just from training. Probably some like a botanist. I feel like a botanist would come in really handy when you're trying to. I oh, really thought this. You know, figure things out, and, and a medical person. Wow. Some type of wow. like, doctor. Wow. Or something. Yeah, that would have been really. Here I am bringing the rock and Jeff Frost. <laughs> To Breast Milk <laughs> Island. <laughs> I just want to see the rock in that scenario. <laughs> oh my god. Just do the eyebrow. Okay. Yeah. You can all smell what the rock is cooking and uh. it's breast milk. He's gonna ro- he's gonna rock bottom all the zombies. <laughs> Britney Spears is going to write a song about it. <laughs> she doesn't really write her own music too much. But she's a really okay. talented, this is a sidebar. She would make me happy. She We'd writes really good songs. Oh, Jeff Probst can just vote all the zombies off. Do you uh, think zombies think would respect, respect Jeff Probst's authority? They have no choice. <laughs> I do think he would have learned a lot because like a lot of, you have to remember early Survivor was yeah, not what it fire. is now. And like they used to have to do a lot of stuff. They only had like very limited amounts of food. It wasn't like it is now where it was all about like who you're with and what teams you're on and who you're voting out and more strategy. It was literally about the strategy plus the survival part. And that was like a good decade of just that. But, but ba- so I do think he would have picked up on it. I think it's, I think it's in there. But based on that logic, I would say you would t- also take Joe Rogan because he hosted X Factor. Joe Rogan is not coming anywhere near our settlement ever. <laughs> Yours as well. He's not going to be my neighbor. No, thank you. Fear factor. Oh my gosh. Remember that. Becky, who would you choose? Who are your, who are your, Shane just gives such good answers. I feel like we can I will go now. with Scott's answers, but then just sub in Beyonce. Okay. Okay. Who are you going to, okay. After your answers, though, you, you have to say who you're going to sub in. You didn't tell me I couldn't pick friends. A lot of my picks for this question are friends. Oh, can, you can you we make at the, no? You you're not allowed to look at the questions. I stole all the questions. Oh, it's fine. It, it's just a thing that's done now. Can't go back because Chris is my first choice. Chris is the best survival option ever. He should go first overall in every draft. For the people that don't know, Chris is our friend, and he is very very. Wow, you told me I couldn't handy. choose Scott because he was my friend, and now you're I didn't just know we couldn't choose, choose friends. Uh, that was my first choice. But you're not allowed to say that because Imagine if I, I was Scott allowed to pick and then friends, he couldn't make yeah, his own. I would, team. yeah, Shane, you were my second choice. I would have, I, I, I would have, I would have picked. Scott, I would have picked Steve. Yeah, Steve's a good choice. Steve, too. literally, my buddy Steve. Yeah, he literally did this thing, this co- like survivalist course, where he got dropped in the middle of nowhere with like a knife and like a thing, like a flint or whatever, and it was like, okay, two weeks, and then like some people bailed out because they were getting sick and shit. Like it was crazy. That's cute. So in your scenario, you've stolen Scott from me, but didn't take me also. Yeah. Wow. I will also say it's really shocking that the men have so much in terms of their preparedness and how they're going to survive. Yet every vacation I've ever gone on, I've literally had to pack for the whole family or they don't remember their swim trunks. Our last trip, you didn't remember swim trunks. And I was like, I swear to goodness, if I don't think about everything, you don't think of anything. But I remembered sunscreen. 
Mm, that is a survival factor. But do you know what I mean? Like in terms of preparing, I'm usually the one that does it, but I'm not thinking about the same things as you. I'm just finding it very fascinating in this scenario that you all think that you've got, you've got everything. Suddenly you're capable of packing for the trip is basically what I'm Yeah. Where's the snacks? To this. Who well, brought snacks? Most of the stuff on my list though, are, uh, you couldn't bring on an airplane. So I feel like that's a moot yeah. point. Different, mm. different skill sets, complementary skill sets, I think, but different. So does Scott have any celebrity people uh, or people that are not his? Yeah, Les Stroud has not been said. Les Stroud, Survivor Man. Is. He's Canadian. He's not probably not even that far away. We yeah, can just a, go pick him up on our way show. north. He li- he, he no, lugs he it around his own camera equipment, yeah. right? That's he crazy. literally films the whole show himself. Wow. Showed it to Les Stroud. And his son actually has now taken over the mantle of Survivor Man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Les. Okay. Would you rob anything or would you try to kind of keep it pretty moral? Rob, like robbing a person or robbing a store, like looting? Both. Looting, yes. Robbing a person, no. I would say I would say looting definitely because businesses don't exist anymore yeah. and everybody's mm-hmm. in survival mode. 100% agree. But in terms of robbing, I, I, I probably wouldn't rob someone. Like I wouldn't like use a weapon and say, give me your, give me your stuff or I'm going to poke you. I would, but I would like covertly steal something potentially if, you know. My family was sick or this is hungry. where my biases come in. I would 100% rob from a man if there was like a woman Sexist. with their children. Sexist yeah. survival strategies, <laughs> honestly. I would, I would steal from a man, I would loot everything, triple I need S. To get my hands on tampons. I need snacks. Why does a dude have tampons? Maybe Sporting he's just everything. saving them for a rainy day. I don't know, but I need I get migraines, I need my migraine meds. I'm just I'm looting everything I possibly can except children <laughs> my morals will go out the window really quick looting i would be fine children? with murdering no i wouldn't loot a child but i'm just saying everyone else is fair but looting looting does not require interacting with people so yeah. if you're looting you're people looting that you're stealing people it's kidnapping i on it <laughs> yeah that's why i was confused i, I want to come on clarity. the record and say that i will not be stealing children and i feel like it's a bad idea at this part yeah but no i my morals would be going out the window pretty quickly wait okay. what are you eating if you're looting people I'm not looting people. Yeah. I'm looting their items. Okay. I'm eating all their snacks. Best weapons. So what is your go-to weapon? But what is like the best weapon to have to not attract zombies, but to kill effectively? I think I already said it. Yeah. It's some type of some type of bow or like even a bolted weapon of some type. Yeah. But Compound bow, bow, yeah. even a crossbow, even multiple yeah. crossbows. Yeah. So you can cycle them through i'm sure there's some kind of like gatling bow that someone's created so even if there were 30 zombies approaching you're still going bow no i already i already went over this bow for you know quiet quick you know things but if i need in like i'm gonna have a some type of sidearm that's got a lot of ammunition in it you know maybe one of those big drum which we don't have so if this Mm. happened tomorrow we couldn't just suddenly go and do it flamethrower well we 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 don't have it here okay yeah, we can go find. loot stuff. Yeah, we're looting. For me, I really like the Michonne method on Walking Dead, where she has like a long stick with the pointy thing. So it's called a spear. <laughs> a spear? No, no. Michonne has a sword. Oh, a sword. Yeah, something like that. I don't want them too close to me, and I don't want to have to wait till something's really like when they have the little knives and they have to wait till they're all the way close. I don't like that. I That's agree. Too much. A I very, want something long and pokey. A very stabby spear would work yeah, really well for me. Spear. I think. But the problem with spears is that if if they 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 do come closer, they are close. 
you can't stab someone with a spear if they're within My like sword a couple will be feet. Fine. Okay, so you're going with sword. I'm going with sword. Sword's good. But still long and pokey. But That's, yet a sword. I want them 20 yards away. Okay, so bayonet. Oh, in your scenario, would you go on the offensive or the defensive? Like, would you hunker down and just really like create yeah, a safe space, or would you be scouting me. out there just trying to pew, pew, murder? No, I'm staying hunkered down and as quiet as possible. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to a, a less populated area for that reason. I don't. Yeah. I want to interact with as few people as possible, and anybody who who wanders into my territory. I mean, they'll get a warning. My legion of bears. Or you're training bears. It's possible. I don't like bears. It's possible. I love bears. Mm, so wait, this was one of the questions too then. You're not allowing anyone into your camp. So if someone comes for help, you're saying, go away, lady yes. with two kids. Yeah. <gasps> yes, in, in Wawa, there's enough forest for everyone. But what if they don't have a parent? What, what if, if they don't know how kids? to survive? If it was a s- child, yeah, you know, maybe like what was that movie where like they they taught that that child to be a de- deadly killing machine? Yeah, Hannah. We're in a Hannah situation, okay? I teach her to kill, send her out. What if she's already learned to kill and she's there to get you? Well, Plot that's twist. what my that's what I my would bears take in all the for. children. I don't think he has a choice. But you're gonna get killed by a human Hannah. beings for no. several hundred thousand years have evolved to live in tribes of forty to a hundred people. That's my target. I want to have at least that many people. Also, yeah. if the zombies get everybody else, we need to repopulate. We gotta we gotta have enough genetic diversity yeah. to be able to repopulate the planet. I don't know, man. I feel like if we're in the zombie apocalypse, it's it's the apocalypse. It's the apocalypse at that point. There is no that's very defeatist. But I'm going to repopulate the planet. You enjoy your loneliness in Wawa. But the but the definition of apocalypse is it's the end. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Oh, what song is that? I don't know, but this has gotten very deep. I was well, just talking really about tampons. <laughs> a couple years ago, I was traveling with a friend. This is how a lot of my stories start, I just realized. But I get a lot of my advice from my friends. It's one of, they know it. They give the best advice. You know, if they're traveling with it, they must love it enough to bring it along because it's that needed. And my friend was swearing by this brand way. I had not heard of them yet, but ever since then, they have been part of my hair care routine. My hair can be kind of unmanageable at sometimes when it gets frizzy, tangled, damaged, or dry. I tend to throw it up in a ponytail and call it a day, but putting my hair up didn't exactly solve the problem. It was just hiding it but you can break your hair out of the ponytail and treat it to some much needed TLC with the leave-in conditioner from Way. This multitasking powerhouse does it all. Truly, I can attest to this. It hydrates, detangles, fights frizz, and even acts as a heat protectant. Trust me, your hair will thank you. After using Way leave-in conditioner, it is so noticeable how much your hair will just thrive. That's that's the best word I have for it. It thrives. My hair lasts longer. The styles last longer. And I'm finding that I'm using less hair masks in the shower to try and repair all the damage that I tend to do. And I don't know if you've been watching some of these TikToks going around on how important heat protectant is, but it is very important. So for protection from heat, dryness, and frizz, the way to healthier hair is Way's best-selling leave-in conditioner. You can say goodbye to frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage for all hair types, and it protects your hair from that heat up to 450 degrees. And it has an incredible scent. It's scented with North Bondi, 
It's a floral fragrance with notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk. It's, oh, it's so good. Color and cruelty-free. Discover a new way of life with the leave-in conditioner from Away. Go to theway.com. I'm going to spell it out. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code papaya to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com code papaya. Let's get back to the show. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast. Say yes to the guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find yes to the guest on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guest. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so other than what you've mentioned already, what should be in everyone's emergency kit? Like their go bag. Zombie apocalypse has struck. What's in the go bag? Well, a go bag is a different thing, right? Like that's a go bag is like a thing that like someone has secretly in case they need to leave. You well, know, what do you think needs to be partner. in it for a zombie apocalypse? For Okay. A bow. Probably my documentation here. You know, like this, 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 this recipe for making black powder is not short. I'm going with water and I'm going with as many canned foods and supplies as we can, knowing that dehydration can be the first thing to take us down. And we don't know how long it is until we get actual drinking water. We don't know what the situation is out there. Maybe stuff has already hit the water. So I would be drink- I would be bringing as much as we could in terms of keeping us hydrated and as many, like you said, like rice and canned foods or whatever that we could gather and fit in the car and probably some warm coats and boots, like some good footwear and some good like gear to wear that could survive us. I'd bring all my camping gear too. Seasons. All my camping gear because camping gear is basically survival gear. Mm-hmm. Camping is just cosplaying survival. That's really what it <laughs> so is. when it comes to us as a couple, you're very much on the offense and I'm very much on the defense. I'm just trying to keep us like fed and clothed and you're like, bow. Well, that's Shoot that, things. the bow is f- for defense. That's true. So is the black powder. Okay, what you are you do. guys doing? Yeah, so again, back to Les Stroud, twice mm-hmm. in an episode. Uh, rule of three, you can every human can survive for three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. So okay, making sure we have painkillers, Advil, air. Tylenol. Well, air, air is, yeah, we're not, we're not surviving past three minutes without air, so this plan is already dead, dead on arrival. But yes, water, tampons, painkillers. And then we're going to regroup it at my brother's and my parents anyway. Again, back to the plan. So we're mm-hmm. going to grab canned food there and put some distance between us and civilization. Just going back to your point of like you're going to meet at your parents. That's one of the things in the CDC guidelines is like everybody should establish a meetup point. Mm. If there is like a zombie attack. Yeah. Or if it's like, okay, if everything happens, if we get looted, we're all going to meet at this point. Mm. So that needs to happen. Yeah, we need to all have that thing. Okay, what if you couldn't have bow and arrow, guns, things like that? So you have to pick three weapons, but they have to be a normal household item. 
So you can't say like a baseball bat. You can't say a gun, a bow and arrow. So if you have to pick three household items, what are you going to pick? Like what's a household item? Is is PVC pipe a household item? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Because pipe, just like pipe. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you can fashion PVC pipe into a, a bow. Yeah. Okay, you back to the bow. That and like a hunk of wood that we can make into like a spear. You can also make a didgeridoo with PVC. I I would take my barbecue propane tank and turn it into a flamethrower. Oh, I actually have a weed flamethrower. Yeah, there you go. There's another good one. It's the same thing that Elon Musk used for uh, his little flamethrower thing. Mm. Same deal. Anyways. So none of you are going for like a kitchen knife or anything like that? Okay. Kitchen knives break very easily. And they're going to get way too close. I don't want a zombie that close to me. Yeah. That's way too close. I'm going to fashion some like a a slingshot or a, a bow or... Projectiles for sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so to lighten the mood a bit, what songs would be on your zombie apocalypse playlist? I think that I have to default to Shane here because he will be leading the charge and I need his energies up and I need him motivated and calm because if he stresses, I will stress and we don't do well when we're both stressing. So I would leave it to him to whatever pumps him up for survival because I can deal with anything. I feel like in a apocalypse situation i'd want calming music mm. so you know i might go for something like i don't know some good long road trekking music okay not uh i wouldn't go for like motorhead although in any other situation i would okay i'm really fussy about like hearing the same songs over and over again mm. so i just want variety so maybe radio but radio might not exist well it probably won't but i would if i have to pick just like one thing I think it'd be really awesome to have just like classical music while we're out, like mm. smashing zombies and like running over them, just like classical a little cello or something. Fair point on the radio bit though. Having music in the the car would probably be a mistake. You'd probably want to be scanning mm. radio stations during a zombie, zombie apocalypse in case there are any emergency transmissions occurring. Mm. You'd want to know about them. Mm. Also having one of those short range like cranky radios, another important piece of equipment to have. Gosh, I do not want to live in this reality. Me neither. That didn't lighten the mood at all. I'm sorry. We're all just like murdering (laughs) zombies to cello music and Beyonce. Okay. What is the best bite-proof clothing? Shark bite-proof clothing. What's that called? Chain link? No, I think she's actually thinking of like ring mail. Oh, chain mail? Like chain mail, yeah. Oh, that's that's very heavy. I would just use Kevlar. Yeah, motorcycle Kevlar gear. It's readily accessible. If we're raiding places, any place that sells motorcycles is going to have like... they can't bite us if we're wearing it? They could, but like it's way more durable than mm. anything else. And also it has it has cooling vents mm. uh, or it can be warm or cool because okay. motorcycle riding happens all year round. But for full-on theatrics, it would be great if we could be in night's gear with like the helmet and the... You're not think very mobile, that, though. Think about that. Putting it on for the theatrics of it, it all. We could all line up and look really Sarah intimidating. With, Sarah with her big, think, her big Excalibur sword and night skirt. I gotta be honest about this here. And <laughs> Becky and I have talked about this before. I don't want to be surviving if it's a miserable existence. Same. So it has to be a survival thing to get to a place where we can actually find some joy, uh, some joy and peace. It can't just be like, I don't want to be walking around in, we in can a make night's fireworks uniform. with this black powder recipe. Well, that would attract so. all the zombies or it could detract them to a different area. I agree though, that if it's miserable and I'm mm. cold and I'm yeah. on my period and I have a headache, I will very much lie down and let the zombies take me away. But I mean, that could happen now without the apocalypse. That's true too. <laughs> Okay, so 
if it's you too mm-hmm. and your kid colony that you have, yes, okay. kids, who is in charge? Shane. Okay. Unless he made some sort of a decision that made me question his judgment, and then I would get very mama well, bear-ish, and I would probably take the children well, and be like, no. I'm just going to throw it that if I have like some kind of like high-ranking military official, I'm probably going to defer to the, them on all of the decisions. Going back, But to will the, they make kind decisions? And will they think about our kids at all? Or are they thinking about themselves in the bigger picture? Because we have these children. I mean, the bigger picture is the children at that point. Yeah, but I don't know that they care. But that's the... Yeah, that's what well, that's what the military does. What if they just worry about their own survival? Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. But like military people are trained not to do that. Okay, well, I'm just saying just in case. I very much would not be in charge, but I am also very much the type to undermine whoever is in charge. So, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in charge, but I would be the one Guys, I don't think that's a really good idea. What do you think? You know, he's really making some strange decisions. I don't know about you would this. Overthrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're getting voted off Sarah's Island. Probably if she overthrows the whole government of my island, which to be honest, yeah, she would just getting be like, thrown off her own island. I don't. She'd be like, I don't like what's happening here. I think you need to leave. And I'd be like, Okay, sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest pushover. Look, I've already established that I want like a large tribal type of thing. I think a tribal type of government is mm. the right thing. Like a group of people making yeah. decisions collectively. I think it's really important that everybody's there. But I also think like. Some people are better at certain things than others. Yeah. Like some people are going to be better at defense and shooting things. Some people mm-hmm. are going to be better at growing crops. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to be better at just like organizing and keeping everybody happy. I think the right people need to be in charge of the right things. I will say I would be great at child care. So if you need a little babysitter during the zombie apocalypse, I am your woman. I do think that if that came into a tribal set, a sort of situation, I would want there to be like a board like a board of like six people. It has to be completely diverse for different opinions and different things of that. And then those six people would advise the leader of the group. There can't just be a leader that rules over everything. The leader advises the group and leads the group, but ultimately is to the six board members who make those decisions. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds very much like a board of directors in a modern company. But yeah, like yeah. That's, essentially you, need, you, you do, do need, need some structure. You do need one like CEO though. Yeah. Like n- no, no country has ever done well with two leaders or mm-hmm. companies had with two leaders, you know. Looking yeah. at you, Roger's family. Oh, yeah. Okay, where will we poop? In the ground. Yeah, you you dig latrines at least thirty feet away from your water source. Is SAS uh, handbook for uh, survival? I'm just laughing at Becky with her little notebook. It's like, where would you poop? She just crosses that one out. I will say, I'm going to loot toilet seats as one of the things that we loot. Interesting, just for comfort. Even okay. if I got a hunch over a latrine, I'm going to do it on a nice, comfortable seat. All right. You could also learn to weave or. You know, create like a wicker seat. Yeah, no. I thought you were going to say it of human hair again. I just cannot. <laughs> okay, so we've gone over a lot of zombie protection. How are we going to protect ourselves against humans? Because I feel like it's very easy to get suckered into a sob story about how someone needs to come into your camp and you just need to protect them and then bam, they've got you. I think I think early on, you'll so you're going to make mistakes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like on The Walking Dead, you're going to develop like a series of questions, like a, an, an interview, an interview process that people would have to go through to join your community. And if they don't pass the interview, they don't join your community. And can I be honest, in a time like this, 
and I have to think about what it would be like if I were in that person's shoes and like looking for ways to survive. Like I get it. Things get messy, but I would rather err on the side of kindness than I would turning somebody away. And I know that that might get me killed, but I would rather die like that than have somebody else die at my decision. Lead that into Scott's answer, which I, I'm curious I'm, I'm about. actually with Sarah on this and Becky knows this. Like mm. I would rather have a bunch, like I think if you're talking about individuals, they're not going to upset the whole community that you're trying to build. When mm. when I think about this question, it's like, what if there is an entire other community that's coming to raid? Right. Then then I'm like, you know, that's that's what the defense is, you know, like palisades and like yeah. simple structures, things around the, the base to protect from. If you let people in and they end up being bad, do I have permission to kill them? I would be a great executioner. What's the definition of bad? They're just not following my rules. <laughs> I feel like I feel, I feel like, like you Becky's, just executed half of my tribe. I feel like Becky I'm just not okay with this. I feel like Becky just executed herself. I would become that awful man on The Walking Dead with a baseball bat, and he's really mean. Who's they could just Megan. disagree with you on MTV's The Challenge, and dead. suddenly they're like, done. <laughs> you like Johnny Bananas? You're dead. <laughs> Believe it or not, dead. <laughs> Straight to jail. Okay, what kind of vehicle would be best? I'm going to go with a hybrid. We, I don't know, I might be wrong on this. I liked what Scott said about the diesel, being able to create your own. We have hybrids already, so I want to create a situation in which we can't do anything about it. We can drive at a slower speed for a really long time and generate our own energy for a really long time. And I don't want to be reliant on electricity. I feel like long distance, train, short distance, hovercraft. Ooh. We don't have either of those. Well, we, we would loot those. Where's a hovercraft coming from? I know where there's a couple little four-person hovercrafts. Not big enough. We have six a, in our family. They'll carry gear. Yeah. No, you, you only need... Yeah. I would say you horse. Put them in the gear area. Ooh. Is horse a good answer? Because yeah, I feel like they good. never run out of gas. My but only issue with the horse is that you're exposed. You can't ride a horse through a horde of zombies. You can ride a four-wheel drive diesel pickup directly through a horde of zombies and take out most of them. If anything, you could put a snowplow on the front and just drive around and plow zombies out of your way. Mm. Yeah. Zombies can zombies can bite a horse. They can't bite it. Well, they can bite a truck, but it won't do anything. Yeah. Okay. What are the best shoes for oh, a zombie I, apocalypse? I have an answer to this. I'm talking hikers with gators. And you need that com- combination. So gator is basically. So you mean G-A-I-T-E-R, not G-A-T-O-R. I mean. It, Gators, like the thing that go up from your boot, between your boot and your pants. Yeah. So yeah. so so they basically. Like shin pads. Yeah, exactly. So and Are they steel toe hiker boots? Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, but not the actual steel ones. You would want the, uh, like the fiberglass ones so that you didn't injure yourself if something big did fall on your foot. Mm. Yeah. Construction boots, that's what that my answer was going to be. I like don't the, own any of these. See, I feel like in yeah. all these scenarios, there's a lot of things like happening. And I'm like, we got to get only what we have in the car and go. And so I'm like, I, again, you got, you got to pay attention before the zombie apocalypse gets here. That's fair. It's I have, important. I have two sets of gators. Sarah, okay. So. Okay. We, got you we have to raid a Bass Pro Shop. Okay. Two more questions. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> How would you dispose of zombie bodies without attracting more zombies lime. to you lime like that like that powder. citrus 
No, it's like a lime. L Y M. Oh, lime. I was like limes. What is like margaritas? What are we doing? It's also good for disposing of like human waste. If we did have like a toilet, that would that's what they use in. So we found like an outhouse somewhere. I'm sure they would have some like a bucket of it. It doesn't take a lot, and I that's what I would use. I did not know that. That's also one of the base ingredients for concrete, I believe. I was gonna burn people, but Sarah's answer is way better. Yeah, me burning. Too. Is uh, good I was gonna too, say burning but too, does... but yeah, lime is way better. Wouldn't burning attract more zombies? Yeah, That's and why people. Lime is great. Yeah. yeah, so Sarah got it right. <gasps> Sarah, you me are a survivor specialist now. And then the final question: If a loved one gets bit, what do you do? Wait till they turn and then kill them. Yeah. I think you have, I mean, you have to, you can't just let them be a zombie and like come after you. Unless you want to pull out all their teeth and cut off their fingernails while they're still they alive. Still they're going to pull virus. off their teeth. We've agreed it's a virus. They can still transmit it. Yeah. But Wrap them in cellophane. Wouldn't or? you keep them in like, like a, a special comfy cage and then try to keep them alive until maybe there was a cure? Well, they don't need comfort because all that's working is their medulla oblongata. Okay, fine. Keep them in a cage and then hope for a cure. You'd be able to but shoot zombie Sarah in the face the rest, with an arrow. The rest of them is decaying. There is no cure to zombieism. So you're killing Sarah zombie? No. She is dead when she's a zombie. Yeah, Sarah's dead when she turns. She's not dead until she turns. They're called the walking turns. dead, not the walking almost dead. I, what about you? I spaced out. What was the question? So if a loved one gets bit, yeah. are you gonna? what are you going to do? I would honor what their wishes are. I mean, I understand that everyone has different tactics, but I think ultimately at this point, your whole thing about being a survivor is about being honest with each other too. And I, you already know that you're dying. So I think it comes down to respecting what that person's wishes are on how they would like to die. What if their wishes are to keep living? That would be my wish. I'd be like, don't kill me. Don't kill me at if all. Even was- once I'm a zombie, don't kill me. Really? No. See, I would want to b- create the least amount of harm possible. So I also understand, though, that if it was like on an extremity, that we could cut off that limb. Oh, is that a scenario where you can cut off the infected part and stop the zombification? Depending yes. on the depending on the the movie, it, yes. Yeah. If it's a virus, I think once it's in your blood, you're done. I don't know though. Like they can it, race it against time. Yeah, it depends but, how long. But it if takes it's blood cycle. transmitted. If it's a blood transmitted virus, all you got to do is cut off the limb before the blood is. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sarah, I'm going to push you further. What if you don't know their wishes? What are you going to do if a loved one gets bit? You don't know their wishes. If it's a child, probably a really peaceful way, like carbon monoxide. If it is an adult, zombies are not going to die from zombies. Probably like a some sort of a sneak kill. So you would kill them. If they had to die no matter what, then probably I would do it in a way that I felt like they were at least respected. But carbon dioxide wouldn't kill a zombie. No, it she's saying before they turn. Before they oh, turn. before they yeah, turn. She's yeah. being proactive. Oh, you're killing them while they're alive. That's murder. No. <laughs> before they... <laughs> I don't know. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Do you think if zombies like bit a raccoon would it become like a cute little zombie raccoon it depends or is it just humans it, it depends like you know the bird flu can tr- uh, be transmitted between birds and people because what if we have to worry about can't. zombie critters all of a sudden 
I think we're in. There's a scenario, but most animal diseases don't cross over. Some do, but most don't. They do sometimes. Like we have seen it happen, like the swine flu. And like you said, the, what was the bird flu? And we've had things like that. But ultimately, I don't think they normally cross over. I think a lot of times. So here's the difference, though, is most, most diseases that do get transmitted between different species of animal do not cause aggression. The things that do are things like rabies, and, mm. but rabies kills the animals so quickly. That yeah. That's why it's, that's, ba- rabies is basically the zombie disease that we have. It just, it kills people so quickly that we're not all zombies yet. Mm. I wonder if there's a zombie specialist that you could have got on instead of us like someone who actually the reason why this one is good is because this is genuinely a conversation that has been going on back and forth and little tiny conversations is the first time we actually just sat down and had it it's been going on for years do you think that we the four of us and our families would do well together or would you rather we be separate i think we would do well together but i think that we wouldn't stick together because we would have different plans I do think that we probably wouldn't start together, but I think that if we ever came back into being close, we would have that like trust bond and be able to do it. But ultimately we both have big families. Like you're already going to your family's property. The chances that they already take us on, that's a risk for us. So I do feel like immediately we're like, we would probably help and then we would go, we would go elsewhere. Yeah. we would. Final sentiments. What, what do you mean? Final sentiments. Do you have anything to say? Love you. Love you too. You too? I also love you. Thank you. Nobody loves me. <laughs> I love you, Scott. Addressing I love you, Scott. Oh, love. I love you too, Shane. Thank you for coming to our <laughs> Jeff Probst, if you're listening, Sarah will welcome you on her breast milk island. Peninsula, possibly. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Do you know what I love about having my own podcast is that I can share about things that are going on in my world beyond the podcast. And one of those things is the papaya community that is Pink Papaya. Join over 200,000 of us by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya, on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is a photo and video app that's all about celebrating yourself and your creativity for exactly who you are. You get to express that creativity and storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. I truly believe that everyone deserves beautiful pictures, edited ones, without needing to know all the bells and whistles that there is what comes with editing, right? So this is a great way to get that one-click way to get your photos elevated and telling that story in the way you want. You can find us on social and share your edits for a chance to be featured as well at Pink Papaya App. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the papaya podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.